0: To Aboriginal Way Radio, I'm Lucy Kingston. Today we join the community in marking the 12th anniversary of the National Apology to the Stolen Generation. The 13th of February was the anniversary of the National Apology. On the show today, we find out why Uncle Ivan Tewoo Copley believes it's a really important day to gather together and remember. That's coming up in a minute, but first up, let's have this song by Thelma Plum. Do You Ever Get So Sad? Thelma Plum there. Do You Ever Get So Sad? You're listening to Aboriginal Way Radio. The 13th of February is the anniversary of the national apology. On that day in 2008, Prime Minister Kevin Rudd offered an apology in Federal Parliament to all those people who'd been taken from their families as children by Australian authorities. Kalia Alice went along to the community event in Veal Gardens on the 13th. She spoke to Uncle Ivan Tewu copley on why it's such an important day to gather together.
1: Hi, I'm Ivan Tiwu copley I'm a Perrimank and Kaurna elder. Nainari, Ivan Tewu copley Waratissa. Nainari,
2: Thank you, Ivan, and thanks for speaking to us today on uh, such a emotional day—the anniversary of the 2008 apology. Can you tell us why it's important for community to get together on such a day?
1: Oh look, one of it's around honouring stolen generations, and that's keeping a, a pathway open to say that you know we haven't forgotten. We haven't forgotten uh, as organizes Aboriginal and non-aboriginal people we still haven't forgotten we know there's still healing going on so that's that's part of it um, and, and a major part of it giving a platform for those people to come together and meet you know and feel like you know I'm not the only one odd person out here that's talking about this there's a lot of people in their support and healing in in those numbers of having and also the organizations like link up the healing foundation um, spearheading in there and the different, um, you know, um, registered organisations and service providers that have put in for this because they see the value um, even under health. You know, I mean, I know that there's representatives here from Aboriginal representatives from the Australian Bureau of Statistics and statistics are are what it's about as well. You know, the numbers, the massive, massive numbers of people affected by early removal. So I think coming together in this and having dancing, um, smoking ceremonies and healing and actually having um, traditional healers here as well, um, where people can uh, feel like they can just easily access support because most people don't realise, they don't realise the enormity of the effects of early removal, the generational effects that um, have become part of, you know, it didn't finish until 1972. You know. The,
2: the Yalaka Dance that we we saw today and this morning it it does a kind of speak to the next generation and it's the the younger generation that are um, performing and telling their their family stories why is it important for the younger generation to understand the history
1: yeah and going I say just straight up you know congratulations to uh, Carl and Sonia and I know Sonia's uh, very emotionally tied with uh, talking about um, places from her uh, family side and things like that um, but you know they, they put in a great deal to have that performance here today and it's such an excellent job and then the younger people that are doing it that are understanding the stories behind there as it's been done for thousands of years and telling that story and sharing that story keeping it alive the knowledge um, of what's in the past and there's so much more complexity to who people are as Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander people, who they are, and you know the story around um, everything being square and round. You know, it's so important. Most people, Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal Australians, when they get presented with that, they understand. You know, we sit around round round tables at home. We have a barbecue. We have a campfire, and whether it's Aboriginal or not, and it's sharing and equal access to it, which says a lot, but this goes on for the, you know, the oldest living culture in the world, still here, which is part of who everyone is as Australian, and you see a lot of that happening here today, Um, the importance of people continuing that healing, some that have passed and gone, some that didn't get the apology, and that's so upsetting for their families that were left behind, because they knew that their grandmother or their mother or their grandfather or father didn't hear that apology they went to the grave not receiving that so that's that's a big thing as well people don't realize that, that you know they're left here after that to go oh i wish wish mum was still here wish nan was still here to have heard that um because it's it's so important um that that acknowledgement and the learning of um the effects of those policies and how it's um Right throughout the population, massive, and you know we're talking third and now fourth generations that are affected by it, and people don't realise how much it is. For me, here today is is all around um, knowing that you know there's other layers and other platforms around it, and uh, I've worked and been involved with um, you know before the apology and over the bridge and stolen generations um, since you know 1998, and. For me um, over that time it was about, you know, people affected by stolen generations, first wave, second wave and so on. And then um, in more recent times I realised that it it wasn't just that, the complex layers above that, um, you know, uh, with the mothers that were left behind. The fathers, the uncles, the aunties, the grandparents that were left behind and never saw their children again it's not just you know the stolen generation what about those that are left behind as well and for me when i come you know this event here um i I tend to think about that and think about um what the mothers went through not seeing and the fathers not seeing their children ever again um you know just something that people sometimes don't even think about so that's another part of the the complex layer and then the hurt of what their children and grandchildren when they think about that and feel, oh, she must have been so sad. You know, they, they, they've got to go through that as well, thinking on how their parents and grandparents felt as well.
2: What would you like to see the community to do to continue this healing?
1: I think, you know, like, this is a really nice park and the Adelaide City Council has a lot to do with um, doing a, a healing park and then their works and things like that. I think, you know... My opinion, my opinion, that's what it is, um, that you know, councils all over South Australia and Australia um, look at their reconciliation action plans and look at there must be a space here that we can call a healing park, a place for reflection and to come along. People can come down and know, because the naming of it and the policy within those council regions, um, that there's a history there and so it just encourages everyone to keep learning about it and recognizing the acknowledgement to people scattered all over Australia and to Australia the acknowledgement is through uh, identifying and having places like that where people can go because they've admitted and, and acknowledged it by naming it.
2: An acknowledgement that community, a- anyone from the community Absolutely. can come and, and reflect. What about in schools? Do you think there's enough being taught about um, the, the history of Australia in schools?
1: I think so. I think, you know, I can only speak in South Australia. And I know I go to a lot of schools in South Australia. Um, and the Independent Schools Association... Uh, which is really, really large. They're all the independent schools conglomerate together in that. Um, right up through their staff to the CEO and the board and all that have um, procedures and policies ensuring that that education takes place across all those schools. That's massive. Um, the education department also probably has a policy around that, um, following curriculum, which restrains a little bit more. But um, I think you know in the last few years, that's grown massively when you get people from these big, big, massive organizations and big, big properties, big, big schools, big big churches um, that go together and go, I-, "I understand, I've been to the breakfast, and I-, I do understand we need to have this in our policy, and it's got to go through curriculum. It's our history. We've got to acknowledge our history as Australians, Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people. it's our history. It's been written. We can't change it, but we sure can rewrite the future.
0: Ivan Wood copley at the anniversary of the Apology event in Veal Gardens last week, speaking to Kalia Alice. You're listening to Aboriginal Way Radio. Let's have a track by Kev Starkey now. This one is Mind Your Way. lovely song by Emily Waramara there, Black Smoke. Thank you very much for listening to Aboriginal Way Radio this week. The program's brought to you by South Australian Native Title Services. I'll leave you with a song by the Pigram Brothers. This one is Moonlight. See you later. (laughs)